0: Agut in there, Shabbos. We're about to begin by the Shir number 55 in the Swaram of Ravzal are holding in the safer on serenity of Yishavadas, peace of mind, and calmness. And one way to have a certain great degree of calmness is to have meaningful goals. Why is that so? Because as human beings, we need to have meaning in our lives. And even if all our physical needs are, needs are met, and in a way that we can't complain about anything, we can still have a very boring and meaningless life that will leave us very unsatisfied. We need to be involved in matters that give us a strong sense of purpose, connected to our purpose in life, to our shlichus in this world. And on the opposite is true, that even if one has situations and circumstances that could be difficult, that could be challenging, if someone has a strong sense of purpose and goal, he'll be able to cope and handle these challenges with an inner feeling of calmness, of well-being, and will grow greatly from the experience. Now, what's important to know about goals in general is it's beautiful to have goals, as we just said, and to have meaning. But goals themselves, if not used the right way, can be source of stress and tension. For example, when we feel pressure to reach our goals, and we're very far from that, we can feel anxious about it, and we won't reach the goals that we set for ourselves, because we worry about how bad we'll feel if we fail to accomplish what we would like to accomplish, or we'll be envious of the accomplishments of others. And those who have not set goals might not focus on the successes of others in reaching their goals, but those who are goal-oriented may feel bad that others have achieved goals that they themselves could never never reach. So what's very important for people is to have goals, to have meaning, and to try to accomplish, but really be calm and have a peace of mind in when you are setting and reaching those goals. Because if those goals are out of your reach, it's not in your ability, then it's not your goal. That's not meant for you. The goals have to be kefi, yort, chunas, ha-nefesh, and true. Goals of spiritual elevation is the same way. Or midas. Or kindness. All these goals. And um, it's beautiful to have these goals. But let's say you have a goal, a LaMashal, for world peace, for curing diseases, for eliminating hunger, for eliminating homelessness, uh, for eliminating the ish, alcohol, drug addiction issues. We all know in our real lives, that we cannot f- change the whole world single-handedly. We, in reality, we only have a small percent that we can do. But that small percent is our whole world, our circle in a, of influence. And that's very important. We realize, similar to what Navi says, Lo yalecha malocha ligmar You can't finish the job. You can't have a goal that's that it may change the whole world, but you need to strive for in your own personal world of your life to achieve the goals that you can't achieve. He says something beautiful here, that he says that one of his rabbin, Zeldpliskin says, one of his of Gavriel Ginsberg, he quotes it here in this book in Serenity, in Gateway to Happiness, which was an earlier book published by Feldheim. He didn't mention his name, but here he's mentioning his name. And he said a fascinating line. He said that when you reach for the stars, you may not catch any, but at the very least, you won't get your hands full of mud. Which means is is that when you have meaningful goals, you're improving your character, even if you're far from that perfection that you want to have. Helping people, for example, is a meaningful goal. Raising families with love, instilling lofty values in them, is a meaningful goal. Heeding one's words not to cause harm and pain and staying away from lashanara are all meaningful goals. They're meaningful goals even if you fall short sometimes from them because you will be uplifted by it. You will definitely grow. And achieving these goals in time will help you feel better about yourself, will give you a calmness, will give you a sense of purpose. Now, here is a, an analogy he gives that's very important when you have the opposite problem where you, if you come from a family that they're very high achievers, let's say, they all accomplish tremendous things and and you're there and you you, you feel you, you you know it's beyond you. what do you do? so here is what he says: I come from a family of high achievers." I live far from my extended family and find meaning in my daily life, but when I visit my family, I feel highly stressed. They all seem to be involved in matters that are more important than one I am doing in my life. That makes me sad on a deep level. And I spoke to my rabbi about this, and he pointed out that what I've been doing in my life was more meaningful than I gave myself credit for. In spiritual matters, in personal growth, I was accomplishing in ways that were unique to me. In addition, it is important to be aware that we each have different missions in this world. My task was to achieve my goals, not the goals intended for somebody else. For example, someone born with a handicap might not objectively accomplish as much as someone without that handicap. But by utilizing one's time and energy, one subjectively has accomplished more, and that is what really counts in the long run when our entire life is taken into consideration. I was told to keep setting reachable goals and to feel profound pleasure and joy in the daily actions that I took to reach my goals. Each action may be tiny, but it was building my character, and I was having a positive effect on the lives of others, and I would keep my eyes open to find opportunities that I might not have noticed or been aware of if I had not been searching and this discussion had a powerful effect on my, on, on my emotional states. So this happens a lot with siblings. For example, if um, you see your other brothers, younger or, lo- or, or older than you, have more learning ability than you do, more kishrini, more ability than you do in certain al- uh, learning, and you feel bad about it, or girls also, You maybe have sisters that seem more accomplished, more talented in certain things, and you feel bad about it. The purpose and the point is is not to feel bad about it, to value yourself the way you are and grow with the goals that you can accomplish. So if you have less ability than your brother or less ability than your sister in certain aspects... You need to not feel bad about it, but rather realize that you have your own goals that you need to accomplish that only you can accomplish with your gifts, with your talents, whatever they may be. And as long as you set the goals for yourself and feel proud and good about how you accomplish things and create that goal. So, for example, let's say you have a brother that's a big Eloy, a big genius, and the Talmud Chacham, and he finished Shas already, and he's already 18 years old, and he finished Shas, since it's Bar Mitzvah now, and he finished Shas. And you're a brother, that you don't have that kishrin, you don't have that ability. You don't have Chalisha Sadas about it. You realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu created you the way he created you, and I may not be able to do what he does, but I can do what I can do. I can finish a Mesechta, I can finish, I can accomplish my own chilek entire that's unique to me and my own abilities that's unique to me. And that's very, very important. So when it comes to reaching goals, when you have meaningful goals in life and you have a purpose in life that creates a lot of serenity, a lot of peace of mind, as long as you don't put excess pressure in unrealistic goals. So you have, it's a two, you know, it's a balance. Not to have no goal, to have no goals at all, is a disaster, and you'll not fill your potential in any way. So you have to have goals, but at the same time, if you have overreaching goals beyond your abilities, unrealistic goals, that could bring you down too. So you need to know your tchunas anefesh, and take be proud about every baby step you take towards the goals that you accomplish. That gives you a sense of meaning that gives you a sense of purpose, and ultimately a sense of calmness, peace of mind, and serenity. Part of being serene also is to remain calm even when you need to speak and act with empowerment. What people make a mistake is, for example, is that sometimes you need to take action. You need to say something. You're an employer or even an employee. You need to say action. You need to bring your point across. You need to be aggressive, or rather the word meaning assertive. So people sometimes don't know how to do that, to be assertive but in a calm, relaxed way. Many true, true leaders, whether leaders in Klayusrol or true leaders in other areas in life, they develop that ability and they are empowered somehow to be serene, to have calmness, peace of mind, but do things with a certain Direction and forcefulness that doesn't affect their peace of mind. You don't have to experience anger to express your thoughts or your feelings or your wants or your wishes. You could express your needs in a calm state. It's called serene empowerment. And you think of situations in which it would be beneficial to you. There may be situations where you have locked that sense of empowerment in the past. But now you can learn that you can be assertive when you need to be assertive, but not be overly nervous about it, not to be upset, not to be angry, not to be explosive. It happens a lot, you know, when you're dealing with families, with children, young children, you need to be mechanic them. Some people go overboard, and they scream and yell because they need to fix something, and others do the reverse. They don't want to get into that trap, so you don't want to hurt anything, so they go in their shell, and they don't do anything. So there's that middle ground there of being assertive but calm it's called serene empowerment. Empowerment. And here is an example that he gives. He says, I hate getting into arguments or quarrels. Frequently I will let things go and avoid situations that would become confrontational. When someone gets me very angry, I will scream and shout, but afterwards I feel bad, even becoming obsessive about how wrong it was for me to react in anger. I thought about how I would like to be, but when I see people who are very assertive, I feel that they are too aggressive for me. And finally, I found a role model. I was in the presence of someone who was calmly assertive when he had the need to speak of. After hearing the term serene empowerment, I realized that this was his pattern. I mentally practiced this and then put it into action. And it was a great relief to me that I didn't have to choose to be either passive or aggressive. Serene empowerment is what I had been seeking. So the lesson in this part is to understand and learn the the ability of not to overreact and not to underreact. There is a way to be assertive when you need to be assertive, but in a calm way, with having a relaxed mind. So the two Kudai's. In the sheer that will help greatly in serenity and peace of mind in Adas, immanu Hasan is number one to have meaningful goals, meaningful goals that give you a sense of purpose, but your purpose, your role in life, your Schliehu in the world, not to have goals that make you feel bad because they are unrealistic goals they need to stretch you a little bit, you know you have to beyond your comfort zone any goal. Because you need to accomplish. You need to go beyond your comfort zone. But not to the extent where you see it's beyond your ability. Not to be jealous of others. And also not to th- have goals that are global. Worldwide. You have to realize that in your circle. Whether it's a private circle or a public circle. But the bottom line is. Is each one of you has the ability to influence the world. But in a small ways. You start out with your environment. And Remember what Roselle Kliska's teacher said, or Gavillion-Ginsburg, that when you reach for the stars, you may not catch any, but at the very least, you won't get your hands full of mud. Don't feel bad when you fall short of your goals as long as you keep trying and accomplish what you can accomplish. And that's one your side. And the second your sight is, is to learn and to develop, to have serene empowerment, to be able to learn how to be assertive, but in a calm way, how to express your, what you need to do, and um, or to express to your children uh, what they need to do, and to be a leader in that sense, but not with anger, but with a certain calmness and a peace of mind. This takes work, it takes practice. I mean, it's Hashem, hopefully, but as it's Hashem, in other shiurim, we'll try to talk about this more of how to go about developing this. But it's a tremendous tool to try to develop, to learn how to be calm, even when you need to be assertive. Have a good Shabbos.